Hello everyone, if you would like to deepen your spiritual experience, I am hosting a weekly meditation every Saturday at 11am Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to know more, in the show notes I do have the details available to you where you can join the WhatsApp group that will have the Zoom link so you can attend the meditation class. This is absolutely free. I look forward to seeing you there. Please enjoy the rest of this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Bearded Mystic Podcast and I'm your host Rahul and Singh. Thank you for joining today and taking out the time to either watch or listen to this podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the power of forgiveness and why forgiveness is so important on the spiritual journey. And without forgiveness, we will be creating blocks in our spiritual development. The very first thing we have to understand that forgiveness allows us to open our hearts and even calms the mind. Now think about it, with a calm mind, we're able to concentrate on meditation easier. Or say we're in satsang, we're able to listen to the thoughts of the teacher with a calm mind. Our mind isn't disturbed by what somebody else has done to us or what we've done to somebody and whether that person will forgive us. When we're in the service of others, is our mind at that in that moment or is it thinking about someone's past mistakes? In fact, when we go to serve others, Do we remind ourselves that this person has harmed me, that therefore I don't want to do them a favour? You know, does our service get affected in that way? With a calm mind, we are able to follow our spiritual journey. So therefore forgiveness plays a huge part in this. Even forgiving ourselves is also important. Although yes, we need to forgive others and others need to forgive us, but we also need to forgive ourselves. Forgiveness allows us to mend relationships which, you know, were once broken. Maybe we didn't agree on certain things. Maybe we had different economic beliefs, political beliefs, spiritual beliefs. We may have differing opinions on certain topics and themes or in the news we see things differently compared to the other person and what we find nowadays is that if somebody does have those differences we tend to say we don't want to be friends with them we don't want to know them we can't be friends anymore this actually hinders our spiritual progress because we need to be open to everyone's beliefs and opinions and it's only when we're open to it that we listen effectively And actually, when we listen effectively, we will be able to communicate what we really feel with more compassion and empathy. But because we don't feel that we get angry and we get disoriented by what other people are thinking, we're not able to respond with clarity. And this happens to me often. You know, if I find someone I disagree with, I tend to get angry and I'm like, or agitated. I'm like, why am I getting agitated? I need to calm down a bit. If I really want to help the other person to see a different perspective, not necessarily agree with me, but see a different perspective, I need to empathize with what they're thinking. I need to think about what they're following. So for example, during the coronavirus, you know, social media played a big part in people believing in conspiracy theories. Now, instead of condemning the people for what they believe in because they believe whatever they you know they felt about the coronavirus 
instead of condemning them, I could approach them in a way which was more compassionate and, and understand that actually the algorithm has made them see what they see. So it's not necessarily their fault completely. They may be fed the information, hence they think in a certain way. So when I have that level of clarity, I'm able to approach it differently. I'm able to see that person as a person. It's interesting because we are not, it's not good to actually label people as their beliefs. If we just see each other as human beings, things should be really simple. We love to complicate things. We create labels when we see each other. We make term somebody as whatever. That label then becomes fixated. We're in fact creating more anger. We're creating more ill feelings and we're more likely to do something which will hurt the other person. And therefore forgiveness could be a long shot. Also forgiveness brings about a space for love and compassion. And I think in today's day and age with the amount of problems that we're going through as a society, we need to have that space for love. For example, if we disagree with what's going on in society today and we decide to protest on the streets, we do it through love and compassion. We do it through non-violence means. Because when we do things in a way which is different to the egoic way, we're able to produce much better results. We are the product of our upbringing and not everyone has that chance to transform their lives or they do not have access to certain wisdom which can transform the way they're thinking. So when we understand that people are the product of their upbringing or now the product of algorithms, we are able to forgive them more easily and we understand why they think that way and we just have to guide them to think differently or maybe just show them a different perspective and leave it up to them to decide what they feel. Forgiveness allows us to have that approach. And that's why forgiveness is so important, I feel, because of this level of thinking. And as much as, as I think this is so obvious in this world, I think it's a rarity in practice. I hope that with this podcast, not only are you inspired, but I'm inspired to do the same as well, because maybe there will be times where there will be bigger conflicts in society, but we're able to be the ones that are the peacemakers instead of the ones that like to bring about anger and strife and disturbing society in the wrong way or in the way of more destruction instead of maintaining relationships. Forgiveness also means that you're strong. I see it as a sign of strength, I always do. Sometimes I'm, I do make the mistake of saying sorry and then doing the wrong thing again. My wife knows about that and she often uh, tells me about that. And it's interesting, my wife still forgives me and actually forgives me without me saying sorry. But I do find it's my duty to say sorry. Even though I will make the mistake again, possibly, it's really important that I try not to. Therefore, it's really important that, yes, forgiveness is a sign of strength. And again, if somebody is has done something wrong to me, that I have the strength to forgive them as soon as possible, because the longer we uh, linger on to that hatred or anger or conflict, the more distress we feel, the more disturbance we feel. And so whenever we see that person, you can just imagine what our mind's going to be like. It's going to be firing thoughts and feelings here and there and everywhere. And it would be thinking in cunning ways. And it'd be thinking of ways to avoid instead of 
embrace. That's why it's really important that we understand that forgiveness is a strength. Forgiveness is not about being a doormat. If somebody makes a mistake and they constantly make mistakes and they maybe say sorry, but you see that this is a pattern that is always emerging, then you do have to make that call of saying, well, I do forgive you, but I have to end the relationship. And I know we live in a world where we're like, oh no, we've got to try and mend every relationship. But sometimes certain relationships, if they're not working, they're not working. You can also be in a place where even though a relationship isn't going to be the same again, you can still have that respect, that respect from a distance. And that also is good because that also creates a calm mind because you're no longer lingering on to that hate. You've let go of that, but you know where to stand. The other thing we need to remember is that forgiveness is about our own state of being. When we're able to forgive others, that shows us how we are able to process mistakes and errors effectively. We're able to differentiate between the act and the person. We're also able to process the impact of that mistake. Forgiveness gives us that perspective that is very much needed. When we keep that respectful distance from somebody, there's no need to feel vengeful. There's no reason to repress that hate deep down. If we repress how we feel, if it's anger and despair and hate, and we repress it down, eventually one day or another, the ego will bring it out. And it will normally bring it out in the most weirdest circumstance or the most strangest circumstance, or in the circumstance which you do not want it to appear. That's why if we cannot rely on this ego, this monkey mind, it's just easier to deal with our emotions where we've been hurt or where we've hurt others. How does oneness relate to being alert to people who continuously do wrong to us? Because looking at this from an Advaita Vedanta point of view of non-duality, how do we remain alert? So we have to understand that this is a transactional universe. I often say that we live in a transactional reality as human beings in our day-to-day -day life, but we are meant to have the ultimate reality as our background awareness, as our consciousness, and to remind ourselves of that. Now, what we give what we have. So if we have the ultimate reality, we know that from the ultimate reality's perspective, this transactional reality is an appearance. Therefore, even the act of someone doing wrong is an appearance. And it is happening to the person, meaning the one that I am at this moment in time, this body and mind. But this body and mind will also not be there one day. It will also disappear. And therefore with it, its emotions and its feelings and its thoughts, its intentions will also disappear. Therefore, others will also give what they have. They will perceive things the way they perceive things. I perceive things the way I perceive things. So if I understand that all this will go into uh, you know, into nothingness or formlessness or emptiness, then I should be able to forgive a lot easier. You also give the people that you're forgiving that energy, that abundant energy of formlessness, that abundant energy of love, that abundant energy of awareness, that abundant energy of consciousness. And they will be able to attune themselves more to that because you're forgiving from that perspective, not from the perspective of, I'm going to forgive you, so when I make a mistake, you're going to forgive me. No, we're forgiving because we understand that at the end of the day, everything will be entering that state of nothingness. And in the end, we're all one.
And yes, you can still follow non-duality, but keep the appearance that there is a forgiver and a forgiven. It's interesting. Like I said, we live in a transactional reality. So on a transactional level, it may look like that we're forgiving, but in reality, we know we are nobody who needs to forgive, right? From the ultimate reality perspective. But from the transactional reality, to live in this world, to have relationships with this world, in this world, we need to, there needs to be an act to forgive, there needs to be a forgiver, and there needs to be the forgiven. That's the way it is. Let go of the deed, but not the person. That's really important as well. Sometimes we let go of the person, and yet we may commit the same deeds that they did, and yet expect to be forgiven. So sometimes we need to analyze our own ways of doing things. So it's better, and I find it's an easier rule to follow, that we just let go of the deed, but do not let go of the person. Forgive the person and keep the person close to us. Everyone is inherently Brahman. So if everyone is this ultimate reality, this supreme reality, we would not be angry at Brahman, right? It's also very important to be aware that not everyone knows that they're Brahman. And therefore, if they're ignorant of that, or they do not understand that yet, we can't condemn them for making mistakes. But yes, if you are aware that you're Brahman, you should be making little errors. Sometimes they happen. That's the way we, that's the function of the transactional reality. But on the fundamental level, the more we live in the aspect that we are consciousness, we should be making less mistakes than usual. In order to practice this, I do suggest that for every day, for one minute, you know, just let go of any pain that somebody has caused you and just think of loving thoughts towards them. This won't hurt you, but actually just enhance your spiritual practice. And I find that this is really, this has really helped me that I've been able to just focus on thinking loving thoughts towards somebody instead of feeling hatred. But again, I'm not spiritually bypassing. I've had to deal with the hatred first to transform it into love. So it's really important that we do that as well. Otherwise, our love is only surface level and not deep down. I've written a poem and I'd like to share the poem with you. Forgiveness seems to take its time. I feel that pain burning inside of me. I close my eyes and vision the scenario. Again and again, it plays on and on. Until one day I realise what it is doing to me. My mind is now scattered. When I think of self-improvement, the ego strengthens its containment by reminding me of those people that hurt me. Then the mystic comes along and guides me. Forgive the people that hurt you with ease. Your ego believes that your identity is hurt. Take a look within and you will find this is true. When you're ready to give the mystic your mind, make sure you give away the hurt, pain and whoever you despise. Otherwise, a mystic cannot do much when we let go so little, yet expect union in return. So forgive and forgive the person as a reflection of the divine. Let go of the act and yet remember the subtle intention that led the person to that act that caused a pain reaction. With that intention, remain alert so that when next time the person gets the courage to hurt you again, you remain far, watching from the distance. 
To recap this episode, don't expect others to change. That is their dharma. That's their faith. That's their path. Stick to your own dharma. So whatever your dharma is, keep to that. Stick to it. Stay firm on it. That is right for you. And I've mentioned in other podcast episodes, each one of us has our own dharma. There's seven billion dharmas out there. Understand your own. Even the greatest of people, the mystics, have been hurt. But forgiveness was always their strongest trait. And those that are, that forgive are always remembered for being different. Those that stick to past projections and memories lose themselves to the hatred that it eventually creates and sustains. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bearded Mystic Podcast. Please do remember to follow or subscribe to this channel and do leave a review for this podcast. I'd really appreciate knowing what you think. You can follow me on social media and I will leave the links below to each of those accounts. I do share small clips on there that you can share with friends and family. And if you feel that anyone in your friends and family circle would love this podcast, do share it with them. Do remember, a new episode is uploaded every Sunday and Thursday. Until next time, take care. See you again soon. Bye.